Okay, awesome. Well, hey, I'm Lisa Leith. I'm host of HR Nightmares, a YouTube uh, channel and podcast with Leith HR Group. Um, HR Nightmares, we just want folks to wake up from their own HR Nightmares with some realistic advice. Um, we do business in a legalistic, complicated environment, and um, the whole point of this of this show is really to get the help of HR experts and um, break down real work problems with real talk and a little bit of humor. So um, since this is our first episode, I, I really want the Leith HR group team to introduce themselves. Um, like, why the heck would listeners want to listen to what we have to say? Um, you know, what kind of HR experts exactly do we have on this Leith HR group team? And what kind of knowledge are you about to drop on our audience um, with this and every episode? So I guess, Amy, let's start with you. All right. Well, I am Amy Conway. Um, I am a former corporate America dropout. I worked for Nordstrom for about 18 years. And most recently, I was the HR director. So I saw it all. There is nothing that shocks me, nothing that surprises me after working with and being responsible for 8,000 lives. Yeah. I've just... Oh, my God. Everything under the sun has happened. So I uh, now spend my days as a leadership coach and as an HR consultant with Leaf HR and have my own podcast, and I'm just kind of a lifestyle entrepreneur doing all kinds of things now. All right. Awesome. Beth? I'm Beth Looney. I've been with Lisa for two and a half years already. Crazy. Yes, it is. Um, I've done a lot in my career in terms of HR. I've done, um, I've been an HR director at several companies, just a variety of business sectors, but I think the most, um, ex the best experience I had was owning my own business. I owned my own business with my now ex-husband. Um, it, <laughs> it was a environmental consulting firm and we were international. And so it was like everything was thrown at us all the time. And I cared so much about the employees that even after I got divorced, I stayed there for four more years. Oh my God. So I feel like if I can live through that, I can pretty much live through anything. True that. <laughs> all right. How about our resident post-millennial, Gabby? Yes. I am Gabby Plumet. Um, I've been with Leith HR for almost a year now. Okay, um, awesome. After graduating from UNCW, um, this whole HR world is new for me, but I've loved it. Um, I'm a people person, so getting to work with businesses and people, um, I've grown to really love it. And just the stories and um, helping businesses become better um, and their process has really been an awesome journey. And I'm really excited to see where we go, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, I'll go last. I'm, I'm Lisa, and um, I am... Uh, the owner of Leith HR Group. I run two HR-related businesses. <clears throat> One's an HR consulting firm, and one um, is an is an app for HR-related purposes. It's called WorkTalk. Um, I spent my corporate career. I'm also a recovering corporate HR person. Uh, spent my corporate career in law, manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, um, and for the last five years, I've been working with clients across all different industries, um, helping them just like institute like commonsensical HR practices. And so that's what I'm all about is being pragmatic and giving good advice to the clients. Um, I'm proud to say most of them are kicking butt, like out of all hundred clients we've worked with at this point, 99% um, of them are growing and I'm, I'm super happy to be a small part of their success. Um, I know that gives you guys a lot of satisfaction too, but um, I really love giving people advice that makes them feel confident. And so that's really why um, I thought it was important for us to start HR Nightmares in the first place um, is just to 
listen in from our audience, whether it's like employees from the employee perspective or if we've got people who are managing folks out there that want to, you know, send send HR nightmares in to Gabby and the Leith HR group team um, or if it's, uh, you know, other solid HR experts that are out there and just want to see how other people like us that work in all different industries with clients of all different sizes, how we're doing it. Um, because we do try to stay on trend and, um, and we're constantly benchmarking, reading, reading, reading. Um, so we'll keep up with trending topics here on the, on, on HR nightmares. And the thing that I am going to absolutely love the most is just talking about audience submitted questions. So yeah. that's going to be, that's going to be the really, really fun part here. Every time we get together, so I guess, um, you know, let's start off by just saying, like, you had an HR nightmare lately? <laughs> yeah, and actually... Always. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, well, I, I was going to say um, that we had a few audience reach out with some questions. Awesome. Uh, yes. but, well, go. we definitely got to get to that. What, what HR nightmare have you had lately? Oh, I don't know. Now that I'm, like, <laughs> thinking about it, I'm, like, put on the spot. You know, I mean, I'm fairly new. I'm the newest probably to this group, right, yep. as far as consultants. So I've been lucky just to be doing all the fun <clears throat> stuff and all the good stuff. So I haven't dealt with too many nightmares. Um, but Beth has some Give good it ones. up. So last summer, we had a small business, and 33% of their employees left on the same day. It was a coup. Wow. Like, what? They all just resigned. And it was panic. They were very – the owners were really panicked. But it – I was I felt so lucky to be be there because it's happened to me before owning a business where people just leave in mass, and we were able to really calm them down, and realize that you know what changes though it seems scary it's actually a good thing, um, and just like looking at that from where we are where we were before they left to where we are now, the employee satisfaction surveys are like up they just love to be there the culture is better, and it's like these couple of people that all decided to leave on the same day it's actually a good thing. You know, and sometimes I think owners get scared. They're like, God, what are we going to do? But it turned out to be good. Were yeah. they just not cultural fits? or um, They had been there a long time, and I think that they just were grouchy. You know, sometimes when you just have some kind of crab, <laughs> they were really crabby. Everything that they did, they kind of like poo-pooed, and mm-hmm. they just weren't really trying to, like, in- embrace the culture that, that, that they had wanted to grow. It was were really they toxic. like? Did they it all kind of decide together yes. to collectively leave? Okay, so, but that's a really good example of how like one person's idea can trickle to so many others, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, thirty three percent of your workforce leaves on the same day. On the same day, yeah. And it was you know we got one resignation letter, and then a couple hours later, the second, and the third. Right. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, brace ourselves, like buckle in because this is going to be a long day. Um, did they all leave to go to the same company? They all left to go to do different things, oh. hmm. which is good. And it was smart because one person actually realized that, you know, it's a small town and you have, probably should not leave Burning Bridges. And um, we've contracted with that person still. So, I mean, the yeah. relationship was still there. But, yeah, it, it was a very shocking day for sure. Well, that sounds like it ended up being a good thing. Uh, most of the time when three people leave on the same day um, in a super, super small team, and that's 30% of the staff, that's not a good thing. Um, what the owners were shocked, absolutely shocked, which that should <laughs> yeah. like never happen. Um, yeah. but that's part of the problem. And what we see all the time is just leadership is not in tune as to what is actually happening and what reality looks like for their people. And 
they're not talking to them the way they should be. They're not asking them the right questions to figure out how do they actually feel about the job and the company and their satisfaction. And we see that all the time. Another thing I think that they didn't do, which I'm so happy to have like steered them into the direction that they're doing it now, is that they didn't really nip problems in the bud. You know, they're mm. like, oh, well, we'll talk about this at the performance review. And it's like, mm. no, 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 let's do it now. Let's like yeah. talk about this now. Because um, I think had they been more proactive in that regard, the problems wouldn't have gotten so bad and perhaps they would have kept the people. I'm not sure, but yeah. How yeah. often are you recommending that people are checking in with their employees just to like keep a pulse on? Are they happy even outside of work? Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. uh, what's your recommendation there? I mean, I think it depends on your business and certainly what the job level is, right? So I think that, you know, if you're working with hourly folks that are at a lower pay grade, I think that you need, you know, managers need to be talking to those folks daily, weekly. I mean, that is so important. It's really hard to do, but you've got to be really in tune and you've got to know what's going on in their life outside of work. It's, it's more than just the workplace, all our lives are not compartmentalized, right? So if there's things affecting them at home, it, that whole leave it outside the door before you come in here, that doesn't exist. Mm-mm. It's not realistic. So I think that's really important when it's hourly, when it's newer employees, that, that's a constant. It is it's every single day. I think when you get lower, you know, to lower down the pyramid, sorry, I'm a Nordstrom girl, we had that inverted pyramid. That's like what we always said. Um, but is more like executive level jobs. I, I think those are monthly conversations, monthly check-ins that are at least 15, 30 minute kind of conversations. And then, you know, the days of annual performance reviews are, are done. done. That's at least got to be quarterly. You know, I, I think quarterly, I think monthly for a short, quick chat for someone that's at a pretty decent senior manager type level, director level and beyond. Um, but yeah. That's what I think. I think one of the keys, though, is authenticity because you can, um, if you are going to conduct this kind of like wellness check, how are you guys doing in your life? If it's inauthentic, I think that employees aren't going to want to give the true deal, you know, because it all it's all about relationships. Everything's about relationships. And I think sometimes employees can notice when it's fake or like, oh, okay, it must be check this the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, the time of the yeah. month for them to check the box. So I think yeah. that that's something to really, for people listening, that's something that to really be aware of and really try to hone in that skill. Yeah, I think those like daily, daily, weekly kind of things are more just like talking to your people in general, right? Like it doesn't have to be approached. Like, yeah, it's more like, how's, how are things going? Oh, you know, asking about what's happening in their life, right? They just came back from PTO. Tell me a few things about the trip, you know, but it's amazing how, how many times even those just like small opportunities go missed. That's very true. Do you have any suggestions on keeping up with folks? Yeah, well, I was just going to say from previous experience, you know, working these hourly jobs, I'm, I'm fresh out of that, you know, um, beside jobs in college and in high school and, like, reflecting and being on the other side in the HR world and, you know, uh, working with people. As an employee, I did feel like I could talk to my manager when we had that relationship, when it wasn't just, oh, show up, clock out, I'm done. Um and I would, if anything were to come up to where it would need to, that affects my work, I would feel more comfortable to speak up. So I am, I'm all for that. And now being on the other side to help tell people and encourage them, that's one piece of advice. It's just like, be a person and just ask, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Be a person. Yeah. Like, be a person. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love that. I love it too. 
Um, you know, it's awesome, too, is I met Gabby when she was working in that internship, <laughs> and uh, she had such a great relationship. Um, she was putting in 110%, and uh, we thought you were doing such a great job. We were like, hey, do you want to come work with us? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, it, it, the relationship with your previous boss um, definitely made you shine. Um, okay, so we had any other HR nightmares, like, re- recently? We certainly don't want to uh, expose any of our clients <laughs> here, but, um, yeah. our, their, their dirty secrets. But um, as Gabby said, we had, like, a few people write in, and um, every single month, um, as we record a couple of episodes, we do want to encourage um, people that follow us on socials with both Leith HR Group or WorkTalk um, that you please submit um, confidential HR nightmares. I mean, we love this stuff. Like, we want to work through it. We want to talk through it. We've probably seen it before at least once, probably five times. Um, so let's just let's get to um, maybe the, the first one here. And this was actually from, like, an employee asking that's a question. Great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I was kind of curious, like, what kind of audience we're going to get here. But I, I do like the uh, the idea that we're going to get, like, we're going to get some employees. We're going to get some managers. We're going to get some HR folks to, to tune in and hear what some of our um, guests have to say as well. But, um, okay, so this one's from an employee. So, and this is a good one because I have seen this happening um, a lot lately. And those folks who are listening are probably like, oh, yeah, that's happening at my workplace. So, um, okay. I was offered a job at a new company for more money than I'm making now. I like where I work. I like my boss. I like my coworkers, but I have to look out for my family. Um, Should I ask my company for more money, or is that going to put a black mark on my name if I stay? All right. What should this person do? I think that that's happening a lot. You know, now it seems like everybody, it's, it's the race to hire people now. And so I think people are coming more and more. But I think one thing when I read that question in advance, I think the key is if you're an employer, don't play games. Don't play, don't pay less than what they're worth. Just pay the amount that is right. And I think that we've done some comp studies recently, some compensation studies. Um, and I think that that's really key is not to play games with your employee or employees. Um, and I think that they should bring up that conversation. Sometimes employees can't, employers cannot pay that much, but there's other aspects of work, not just pay. And I would really encourage them to kind of amp that up. Like, hey, we've got this great work-life balance or, you know, we have casual Friday or whatever it is. But I mean, I think that there's other things other than pay that keep people um, engaged in their, in their job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's I, I agree with Beth in the sense that if you think you should have that conversation, have that conversation. And, you know, that fear of, what did they say, blacklisted or something, I would hope not. I mean, and if that's the case, that's giving you a sign of what kind of company you're working for. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should consider looking outside, right? So that's, there's kind of a few different things going on there. I, as a former leader, you know, I never would have missed an opportunity to talk about someone's happiness and engagement in their job. And part of that is compensation. I always welcomed the conversation. Now I worked for a corporation of 80,000 people. So we had very set ways of addressing pay. So people didn't approach us. more rigid than like a small business might be a little bit more flexible. Exactly. So it is, you know, dependent on kind of your place of employment. Um, Like I wasn't going to give someone a 10% raise in the middle of the year for doing the same exact job, you know you can always probably make more money somewhere else. That's probably true. There's Right now there's 10 million jobs open across, 
you know, you're, there's places that are going to pay you more. So I think when she says, or he or she, kind of what should I do, I think you have to factor in, there's always going to be a place that pays you more. You have to think about what are your benefits that go into that? You know, what are some of the other compensation factors in that? Um, what's the growth potential? When's the next time you're going to get promoted? What's the culture like, right? So it's more than just compensation. And I think that that can be really hard for people because they see that bigger dollar sign and they want to jump. But, you know, if you want to do it and you're ambitious, then go for it. But have the conversation first. In all the jobs that I've had, you know, the times I can remember back, if I've chased the money, I've not necessarily always been happier. Same. Mm And it's really an eye-opening. It's eye-opening because you always think, "Oh, it's it's the money, it's the money." But there's other, so many other factors to yeah. work to make you happy there. And I agree with what you were saying too, Amy. It's like the potential for your growth is so big. Are they going to, you know, give you um, professional development opportunities? What what is your kind of path? And I think that sometimes employers are forgetting about that, and that's really a key that they need to do in order to retain. Yeah. The yeah. They have. Yeah, because if you're hoping to make a ton more money just sitting in the same job and getting like a 3 to 5% merit kind of increase every year, it's just not going to happen. So it's like it's kind of a bigger, bigger thing. Um, the one thing that that this person said that I kind of want to revisit is like I like my coworkers and I like my boss. Okay, well, that doesn't happen just anywhere. So, yeah. you know, Hello. I guess they, they didn't really, like, tell us how much more money they were going to go make yeah. at this new place. But, I mean, number one, I think we all agree they should have a conversation. One of the questions was, should I, should I bring it up or should I just give my resignation? I think all of us can agree if you like your boss, you trust your boss, you should go talk to your boss about it. Their hands may be tied. They may not be able to do anything. But ask. Uh, the worst they can say is no. Um, but it's certainly right now, uh, well, it always is less expensive to keep somebody. Mm-hmm. And so even if it feels like, like my advice to my clients is like, if it feels like a super stretch, let's say a 20% increase, and you never have ever done that for any employee before, look at this freaking talent market right now. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to spend the next six months finding a replacement for this engineer or this right. uh, videographer or this, um, you know, manufacturing director, like you don't want to do that. So (laughs) yeah, you don't keep who you have. And like, yeah, you might have to stretch yourself and go a little bit outside of your comfort zone. But at the end of the day, if this is a good person you want to keep, you should really try to do it. Even if you can't do make it the whole way to like their new offer, try to like try to get somewhere in the middle. You know what I mean? And by the way, go get the data, find out what is the compensation benchmark for the job that they're doing. Um, Stop like running merit increases only once a year. Um, This, you got to be like looking at comp three times a year, at least right now. So uh, make sure you're being competitive, make sure you're paying above average for a job um, that you have. If you're trying to keep top talent, if you really don't care about churn, in your business and you're happy to kind of like just keep pumping them through, then, then only look at comp once a year and um, don't worry about merit increases and, and tell, tell your staff that they're really lucky to get a 3% raise. That's going to that's, that's gonna really keep people around. So I, I would say, you know, be active, be proactive about comp benchmarking and um, make sure you've got, you do have an open door and that people trust you as a manager so that employees like this will give you the opportunity to keep them. Um, a lot of managers just, just never, they don't know their people. They don't have that rapport. Yeah. So, like, they just, 
the 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 folks just submit their resignation you don't even get a shot so that that always sucks all right uh, any other comments on that no I want more good. money should I bring it up bring yes. it up yes Ask. do it <laughs> all right um, who's sick of COVID Hmm. <laughs> every single solitary person uh, I was kind of bummed out that somebody asked about COVID but let's go there because it is still topical and there's lots of people um, out like 20% of the workforce right is, is out right now I'm dealing with it like you know well, it's harder than ever right now or... because people are have gone back to offices so it's like for the first you know six to nine months we were kind of like I mean, unless you're in a service-based industry where you had to be there, we, we left the office. But now, like, people are hybrid and going back, so. And it and is, honestly. It's crazy. I, I deal with that party time. <laughs> so, like, I have fractional clients, so I actually go into their offices weekly. I feel like it's all my day, every day. School like, nurse. I feel, <laughs> I literally feel, I feel like, like, what's your temperature? I mean, it's just yeah. too much. I can't stand it. So. Yes. Yeah. Did you sleep in the bed with your husband last yeah. night? And he tested positive? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Sometimes I also <laughs> want to say, like, I am not a doctor. Like, I don't know what I'm right. you know, Yeah, yeah. You HR find yourself policies. making medical yeah. recommendations. Yeah. I'm doctor. Like, HR. Yeah, I am Jeez. HR only. I'm not a doctor. Oh my God. All right. So this person is asking, okay. Oh, boy. I have a coworker whose husband tested positive, but she didn't, and she's sitting next to me at work not wearing a mask. I'm vaccinated but feel uncomfortable. Should she be at work? <laughs> I don't want to say anything to her because she's super nice, but what if she's spreading it all around and doesn't know it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you know what's hard. We all touch our I have to like remind myself on like giving advice that's like the right advice, and then the, my opinion, right? right? Yeah. My opinion. Um, I mean, let's the start thing with is, opinion. The thing is, she shouldn't be at work. I mean, your husband, you live in the same household. I mean, kids are being quarantined from school. Like, it, if she shouldn't be at work, if there's potential, you know, risk. It takes a while. You know, she could catch it any day now. He's still contagious. It's a known exposure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is not new news. Like, we've been right. Right. <laughs> Vaccinated, not vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, we all see you can still get it either way. It's, you know, do you want your whole office to be out? So I feel bad for this employee that someone in a management level isn't, like, kind of managing that. Maybe they don't know. I don't know. person should say, stay home. And yeah. especially now, I mean, it seems like everyone has the remote, everyone, most people, I shouldn't say everyone, but most people have this remote capability. Yeah. Right. That when we were all out, um, companies were really quick on that cutting edge, like getting everyone up and running at home and for their home office. So for that example, yeah, home, work from home. If you're not feeling sick, work from home. Right. Like don't yeah. expose your coworkers. Yeah, and I mean it's hard. That I mean, I guess cool. we don't know what kind of like <laughs> environment and work if there is that availability, but if there is, it's a no brainer, right. right? And if there's not, I say, you know, you're under quarantine. Yeah, you, you know, unfortunately, quarantine. do you want the whole office to be out with COVID? Because that risk is just too high for me. Well, let's add our own like. Let's just. Add whatever we want to this story. And let's say that this person brought it up to a manager and the manager was like, look, they said the husband's upstairs. It's fine. Just like it's everywhere. Get over it. Um, so so there's a sign that like maybe your values, core values aren't in line with, you know, the company. But um, let's just say you're look, I like working here. OK, this is a weird situation, but um, ask if you can work remotely too, right? Yeah. So, okay, this person's here. Maybe you don't know the whole situation on, like, the personal quarantine thing. 
um, and, and they're not asked to wear a mask or maybe even the doctor is recommending the CDC guidance right now. Like after five days, you're just supposed to wear a mask for days six through 10. Like, so, so maybe all is good and you're, and you're creating some kind of story that's not actually reality, but you feel some level of, um, uncomfort in being in the office, then I would just recommend that you also just ask to work remotely. Yeah. That's an option. I think that's, yeah, that's definitely good, but you know, I don't know why the other employee has to be the one. To, yeah, you know, like I, I just did. People have got to be responsible. We have. We, again, uh, look, there's lots of managers COVID that want everybody back in the office. Like, there's just so, 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 so many managers out there in the world that want everybody back. Um, and so I think uh, employees are dealing with like I don't want to piss like the head guy off if I don't come into the office. Well, I yeah. just did a contact trace, so somebody was positive they were boosted we're still doing that boosted. yeah i'm still doing that <laughs> contact like tracing so only beth is doing I'm contact doing tracing and so it's like hey just need to let you all know that somebody you know but you were exposed and sure enough every single person that that person was exposed to uh, covid yeah so this whole yeah. department is out like for the five days or whatever yeah days. and it really does impact it impacts business it does it's us so be Right. It's Stay like home. you can have one person out or you can have an entire office. Yeah. And Which would like, you prefer? Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm over it. Any, I'm over any it. other comments about <laughs> managing COVID? I mean, like, as a school nurse, like, what do we think? <laughs> I want to have, like, a little Band-Aid supply that I can... Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, like, probably a good topic for a whole nother episode. Just all of... I mean businesses right now are really up in the air on what to do right and we know that the legal guidance and you know OSHA laws and now it's not passed it is passed so it's like it's been really hard on HR professionals yeah. and it's probably a topic that warrants and there is a legal aspect to it. around yeah absolutely well and the whole like the do you HIPAA. have people sign like waiver yeah there's HIPAA and I mean, there's waivers right. like especially if you're like sending you know technicians or you're going out to client visits as a sales rep like what's we've kind of given up like at the beginning we were super strict about like sign a waiver like if you die from covid after visiting this site you're not going to sue me but now we've kind of like well screw it like it's just you know everybody has it and <laughs> i mean look at us we're sitting around we're I know, not it's such like five inches of, <laughs> been you know, i've had somebody it's six inches not the same thing one of my one of my clients had um, they were doing patient care but they were doing patient care. And some people didn't want to go into homes where people were positive. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. They sort of didn't <laughs> think they still had to do the job. I yeah, mean, such, I know. So sorting through that a in a healthcare yeah. environment is crazy. Just like, oh, my gosh. They had, val- they had a valid point, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. This is a huge topic. We should talk about it next time. Oh, I thought we were over it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Can we just be done. With, let's just. But we think day. it might be helpful. <laughs> this All right, COVID's over. Write us in if you think COVID should be a topic for <laughs> an ep- upcoming episode. I'm voting against it, but um, if if we get enough people to to write in, we'll do it. All right. Um, okay. Oh, this is a juicy one. Super HR nightmare, um, which is why we saved it for last. Um, so this is from an HR colleague out there. I was hiring an HR manager at my company, and we were all set for her to start. But the background check came back, and dun-dun-dun, manslaughter popped up from years ago. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, we shouldn't be laughing. Uh, (laughs) When we dug into it, it was a fight that resulted in the other person passing away. Um, Should we have ignored it? 
or passed on this person. And so this is like a, this is a whole nother, this could be a whole other episode. It's like, what do you do with negative results, adverse results from background checks? And like having this like security matrix on, you know, and definitely this is something that you need to consult with probably an employment attorney on. Um, But like, if this pops up, then what? Um, Well, one example is I worked at a manufacturing company a long time ago, plant. And it seemed like almost everyone of our employees had something pop up on their background check. So the plant yeah, manager, check fraud. We yeah. used to get like check fraud, <laughs> DUIs. So the plant DUIs. manager Lots and of them. I sat down, and I loved this. I loved this plant manager. He was great, and he's like, "Okay, what can we accept, and what can we not accept?" And so we had, we did yeah. make a matrix. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, "We That's can't smart. do anything with embezzling or taking money, and we can't do anything with anyone." physically hurting someone else. Yeah. Other than that, come on. And yeah. <laughs> and so it was really, but I felt that that was a great conversation because we would not be, we would not be fully staffed if we had a zero, you know, zero. Right, time. right. So we Yes, made you only accept decisions. Eagle Scouts. Yeah, we made that decision and guess what? It worked out. It was great. That yeah. one is a little hard though because that's, I, I, I think it's, you're right. It's, it's really indicative of like, what is the job you're hiring them to do? Yes. Does it relate um, you know, this one, given the situation, I, I think they're right to pass on the candidate and say we can't move forward with you as a candidate based on the results of your background. Yeah, I mean, as an HR manager, you are upholding, you, you're yeah. supposed to basically be like the guiding light of all policy, all your people. Yeah. Like, you're a people person. Like, you're no, a people person. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that to me that was, it would be a hard no, we cannot hire you for the job. And I think what you were saying, Beth, is really true. I mean, we we looked at all those. I mean, the amount of, like, DUIs and, you know, minor possession, it was usually marijuana or something, Mm -hmm. right, that we would get was a lot. And so we would have some where we're like, okay, well, they're working in distribution, and part of the distribution is is driving. So we probably can't for the DUI. But could they work in a stock room somewhere? Probably, and this would be fine. So sometimes we would move them to a role that it maybe wasn't an issue. It wouldn't. It didn't relate to the job. But we had stuff with like credit, and, you know, embezzlement. I had an embezzlement one one time. Sorry for another can't. day. You can't take and, that. And you know, no. it was a salesperson on the floor. We're like, you you take customers' credit cards all day long. You're opening new cards <laughs> for them where you get all of their personal information and yeah. social security numbers. So like. I mean, we ran into something. I don't know if it was two years ago or whatever, but like, here's a piece of advice. Uh, If you are going to have somebody working in accounting or working in your books, you better do a credit check on that person before they come and work for you because um, we've seen it happen many times. I know I've had a conversation with Beth before. I've had a conversation with Amy before. Like we've, we've experienced people that are very dishonest and don't have a level of integrity that it takes to be in an accounting position. Um, get that position and abuse it. Yeah. So, um, so as far as like for this, so background checks are important if um, past behavior that could predict future behavior is important to know about. Um, Don't spend the, don't spend the hundred bucks if like you don't think that you need to know anything or, you know, you're serving burgers or you're making milkshakes or whatever and you don't need to know. Okay, fine. But if you're going to put somebody in a leadership position where they have access to your your people's personal information, social security numbers, like mm-hmm. an HR manager, their payroll, their, you know, or a finance position or a leadership position. Yeah, background checks are worth 100 bucks. It's better to know up front and, and nip it in the bud. 
um, than get six months down the line and, and regret a decision. Well, here's an example of regretting a decision. Regret? No regrets? <laughs> so we had we worked with one customer client, and um, they had hired this person. Everything was fine. They didn't run background checks. Guy was great. What happened was that person was, um, what was the word? As I want to do the right legal word. They, weren't, they were awaiting trial on first-degree kidnapping and rape. And oh, so, my wow. God. <laughs> So they were like, wow. we can't really have this person working here. And it was hard because they were working and it was they were doing great. But what happened was there was a back, um, somebody Google searched. Yeah. And they saw it and it popped yeah. right up. So I always, I kind of err on the on the side of, you know what, I guess you can get them down for like 40 bucks to do a background check. Yeah, it's like $35, do it. 15 I just think for it federal. Just yeah. I think it's a good idea. Let's try to get a sponsorship from a background check company. <laughs> Seriously. It's like that yeah. was, and it was so, so they were like, er, can you come yeah. and fire this person? I was like, okay. So I did. Well, I think like when you say that, not to cut you up, but another great like topic is what if that situation happens while they're your employee? Oh, exactly. Right? Oh, they well, were the as an HR so, person, how many times did you get like an anonymous? Like, I had that uh, many times under like, your door. Yeah, we're like, oh, I was like I didn't want to. They see were. That. They did call off for a few days, and then you go and you find out yes. why they were out for a few days, and now all of a sudden, well, what do you do with You're them now? Stuck. Right. I mean, it's really, you have to. That's why it's always good to say we're not attorneys. You know, it's absolutely, like, we are not attorneys. So. Any of this advice that anybody listening gets from <laughs> us, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt and talk to your attorney. Where's our like little like like, legal disclaimer at the bottom? We are not attorneys. Gabby, make sure that there's a disclaimer at the end of this YouTube episode. Um, That kind of thing happens. I mean, people go to jail, okay? And like some things that people go to jail for, we can get over. But like some things you can't because they're going to be gone for like five or seven years. So um, that's a whole other episode maybe too. Is like what happens when people get, you know, criminal action brought against them before their employees or while their employees and how do you kind of sort through it's that? It's hard, though, what you were saying earlier, Amy, about how you have your personal feelings and then you have your job feelings. Yeah. And you do feel bad for someone who, I, I all believe in redemption. It's like, you can, tomorrow can be a better day, you know? But, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you just, I don't know, you cannot bring that kind of yeah. person in. But you feel badly because hopefully they've redeemed themselves, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I was store manager for Nordstrom for, I don't know, half a dozen years and the number one thing I terminated people for was stealing from our company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, it's retail. Well, Nordstrom has great right. stuff. It, yeah. It's retail. It's good stuff. Um, but, you know, you can't take it home with you Those unless you pay for it. Yes, um, you can take it home And, for you know, every time discount. I'm like, listen, I, I never lost my empathy for those people, you know, and I would always say to the employee when I was terminating them, I'm like, listen, you know, because they would apologize profusely and like, oh, I'm oh, sorry, I disappointed bad. you, Amy, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, and, and I appreciate that, you know, and here's the thing. I think you have a great future, and I think there's things you can do to redeem yourself from this. You just can't do it here anymore, you know? Like, it was, like, always my line. I'm like, you just aren't going to do it here, right? But you had your chance. Best, yeah. It's not going to be here. But best of luck to you, you know? I think that's true. I mean, HR people are compassionate. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this Yeah. Because we love yeah. people. I yeah. Mean, most of us do. But I think we love people. But you feel, <laughs> you feel, you feel bad. I hope you love their problems. Yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah. We're about out of time, yeah. so I mean, just like to wrap it up, uh, any key takeaways? Um, yeah, talk to your people, and if you're on the other side as an employer, ask. That's, I mean, I think 
think that's one big thing in our conversation today is talk to your people, have those relationships, um, ask because the answer is no, and you might as well, or if you don't ask, the answer is no. <laughs> it yeah. might be no, right, right, but it might be yes. The answer is always no if you don't ask. Yeah. yeah. That's right. How about you? Any any key takeaways? or I think my biggest thing is we're going to have a lot of episodes to come because we've got yeah, a lot to a talk lot. about. That's right. I thought of a dozen different topics all within these three questions. I know. So, yeah. How about you? I'm overcoated. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do an episode about it. Um, hey, don't forget to check out Leith HR Group. Go to leithhrgroup.com. Also, please check out our very own Leith HR Group technology, WorkTalk, and uh, check us out at worktalk.com. It's an app that makes employee check-ins. Speedy and easy. Um, Gabby, any final words? Yes, so all of our listeners, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit that notification button so you're notified when our episodes drop. And wherever you're listening from, whatever um, podcast platform, do the same. Subscribe, like, follow, all the good stuff. You don't want to miss out. Obviously, we have some great topics coming up. We got a full calendar year. Yeah. Lots of topics, lots of guests, speakers. We're super excited. All right. Awesome. Let's slay those HR nightmares. Yeah. Awesome. Bye. Bye.